0: about it. I want everyone in the hot zone out. Fire, police, everyone. Do we have all the houses evacuated? Just about, sir. Just about. Well, there are a couple of houses where the people look really comfortable. I hated to bother them. What? Well, one house was getting ready to have dinner. You know how rude it is to be interrupted during dinner. The Bible says that there will come a time when people who do not believe in Jesus will stand before God and face an eternity in hell. Look, that tanker is going to explode. Do your job, get in there, and tell those people they're in danger. Oh, can't we send someone else? I feel really awkward telling people, get out now before your house explodes. I mean, who's going to believe that? Because Jesus died for us, we can escape an eternal punishment in hell by having faith in him. If you're not telling others about this good news, what excuses are you using? It is better to be divided by truth than to be united under errors and half-truths. Pull yourself away from those that are liars, that are deceivers. Do not stick with them. Don't be. And this is what's so hard for people in church. You're, I can't leave my church. I grew up there. I can't help but that my, my church is now taking on this doctrine saying they don't care what the Scripture says. We're going to let, you know, like for example, small things in our culture. As soon as a denomination says we're going to let women be in authorities over men and be pastors of churches, that sounds like a small thing and it sounds like we're anti feminist when we say no. A pastor must be a man over a church. It's Scripture orders that a man is never to have be under authority of a woman in spiritual things. Does that mean she can't do anything in the church? Of course not. She can clearly be a pastor over children, a pastor over ladies' ministries, all kinds of things she can do. But when it comes to the head pastor in charge of the entire church, no, the Scripture says, do not do that. I didn't write the Bible. That's what it says. But I'll be accused of being a whatever, you know, for daring to say that. And we see this on every level in our culture but we must distinguish right from wrong and say no. And when a church does that, you have to say, well, I liked my church, but I'm quitting this denomination. I'm quitting this group. I'm quitting this church and going somewhere else, even though it's comfortable to me, because they are proclaiming false things. They're discoloring the Scripture. They're causing confusion. They're keeping people from Jesus now by causing all kinds of issues. We must push them away. I must leave their group. I must divide for truth and not stick with half-truths and lies. You see how hard that is? But that's discernment. It's action with belief means taking steps, doesn't it? And that's a hard thing to do when you're raised up in a certain group. Now look at what Matthew 7 reminds you of. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, notice, that does my will, that means clearly what says in the Scripture. When you do what it says, you're following His will. When you argue, twist, turn it, and say it doesn't matter anymore, I don't have to do that thing, and you don't do His will, it says you're in trouble. It says, many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? There's going to be many people in the United States of America who are going to find themselves in hell, burning in the Broadway, when they are in the church of Jesus in good denominations, in Baptist churches, in Presbyterian churches, in all kinds of different groups, Methodist churches who claim they follow Jesus, who say they preach the truth of Jesus. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Get out of here. You've refused to follow my will. There's denominations who keep breaking God's word, and they keep making reasons why it's okay to do that, and they're in trouble with God. But not to the world or the culture. People love it. Everything appears good, and it's hard to stand up for what's right in our culture. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Look, I'm a charismatic, I cast out demons. And they scream and yell, fall on the floor. They they coo and caw and do all these things. And I just go up to them and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of that person. And they do. Proof positive that I'm of God. Jesus said, no, it's not. There is not proof at all here that they're of God. It says many will say the right thing. They'll even do the things that appear to be good. And not only that, they'll miraculously heal sick people. They'll do many wonders in your name, just like you see on TV. They'll fall over in the spirit. they'll be healed of our actual disease. You'll say it's got to be of God. They were healed, weren't they? It was inside a church building, wasn't? The guy preached in Jesus name, He said he was a Christian and a good famous preacher. It's got to be of God. He's got to be a true believer and a real preacher, he's not a false one. How dare you say he's a liar? How do you dare call him a liar? Jesus said, not one of those things is proof. What is proof? He says, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice... What? Lawlessness. Lawlessness. What do we say from the beginning? How do we get people to Christ? We bring them the law of God. How do we determine whether a guy's person is really of God? Whether they follow the law of God. The guy who's a liar... Is not of God. The guy who's secretly committing adultery with his church secretary, even though he heals the sick and raises the dead on Sunday, is not of God. Not that he lost his salvation. Hear me. Not that he's a backslider. What did Jesus say? I never knew you. Notice that. This is not my words. This is not Randy's. Judgment upon them. This is the Lord Jesus Christ judgment upon them. You cannot tell those famous guys on TV, no matter how much money they have and how many jets they own, how many hundreds of thousands of people were healed, no matter how many they threw demons out of, no matter how much they keep saying that they're well famous and they keep preaching the Word and everybody wants them to come to their church to preach, it does not prove they're of God. Because in the secret of their life, which does matter, even though you don't see it, that secret life behind the cameras where they do commit adultery, where they do lie, where they are greedy for money, it says those are the things that would demand by God's judgment day, I never knew you, even though you didn't see it. You do not judge them by popularity. You do not judge them because they're such wonderful preachers and nice people. Guess what? Hitler had a mother. Hitler liked his children. He was a nice guy to them But he was not a nice guy. To millions of others, he murdered and killed and destroyed. Do not be fooled to think because the false preacher smiles, preaches like Billy Graham, heals the sick and raises the dead that he's of God. It doesn't prove anything. What proves it is whether he's obeying the living God. And sometimes you cannot see that on TV. You have to be around him to see it. 2 Corinthians, remember, chapter 11 says, Don't be corrupted in your mind by them. If they come and preach another Jesus, or they're coming in a different spirit. You know, a different spirit allows sin. Do you know that? The false Holy Spirit that people have who can heal sick, raise the dead, can be greedy people. They can live in their lies and sin, and they don't lose their powers. They have the ability to to find... In fact, some of these guys are so good, they'll come in and you'll come in and say, I know, I sense you're committing adultery. You need to repent. And they go, oh, the Holy Spirit exposed me. No, it was a demon in that person who exposed them. It's called clairvoyance. It's it's an occultic power. That's not of God. Demons can do a lot of things. And people say, oh, it's got to be God's power because no normal people can do that. Demons do a lot of things that aren't normal. That's occultic practices, inside a church building, in the name of Jesus, claiming to be of the Holy Spirit, but it's another spirit. It's not a proof of God. And it says very careful, be warned that you aren't sucked in by Satan's lies. Don't listen to that different gospel that you can go ahead and do what's wrong and still go to heaven because God He just stands in front of you, and you can live your life, and it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you accept Jesus, you're going to heaven. Just say this little prayer, Dear Jesus, come in my heart. Now, everything else don't matter because I got saved by faith, just because I'm a constant liar, robbed money from my mother, and all these things. That has nothing to do with my salvation, because I prayed a little prayer that said, Dear Jesus, come in my heart. Is that true? No. Why not? Because when Jesus comes in the heart, the real Spirit of God, what happens when the real Spirit of God comes inside you? The Bible says you're a new creation. All things pass away and all things become new, doesn't it? You are transformed by the power of God. The grace of God enters into you and gives you the desire and the power to do what? His will. See? True Spirit of God changes a person. It causes you a desire that keeps growing and growing to do what's right. And then he starts giving you not just the desire, the power you start to be able to do it. It starts with the desire and grows into the ability. And you walk with God. You stop lying. You stop cheating. You stop committing adultery because of not of your ability, but the grace of God inside you. That's why you can tell the real spirit. Because it's a life-changing reality. Look at chapter 11, 12 through 15. But what I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. He's talking about false preachers. He says, I'm going to expose them. For such are false missionaries. They are deceivers. And the word transforming there is actually putting on a face a fake like putting on a act like putting on like a like a I guess like a actor would do suddenly they get into the role they fake and deceive and act like what they're not on purpose it says such of these transform themselves into apostles of Christ but they're not really and no wonder for satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Even the devil, who is a fallen angel, comes across to deceive you and acts like he's really an angel of light when he's still an angel of darkness, a messenger of dark. But he so can confuse you that he acts like he's of the light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his preachers, his ministers, also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. They're good at what they do. They're moles inside the church. They're hard to tell apart from the real thing. That's why discernment is so important. Notice Acts 20. Paul said, Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, talking about the church, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, in other words, pastors, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. He's talking to a group of preachers here. It's a pastor's conference in Acts chapter 20. And he goes on to say, For I know this, that after my departure, in other words, when I'm dead and gone and I'm not here to minister any longer, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves, denominations and spiritual movements. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone Night and day with tears. Notice what he's saying. First, number one, take heed and make judgments about people. Discern them when you see them. You watch out and test them, first of all. Number two, right inside the church, not outside, we're not talking about the cults here. We're talking about inside the known church there's going to be all kinds of problems. He warns you ahead of time. Preachers are going to come in from all directions, smiling. And saying, God bless you, brother. Give me this and go this. And it's going to sound so good. It's going to be very confusing. No, you wonder why the world's confused? Because we're confused. And why are we confused? Because that devil came in to do it. But God already told you that was going to happen. It's no, it shouldn't be a surprise to you that it's confusing. God gave us the Bible for our source of eternal truth and we are warned by the apostle paul in 2 corinthians 11:3-4 but i fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ for if he who comes preaches another jesus whom we have not preached or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted you may well put up with it if you do not discern what is truth and what is false your eternal destiny is hopeless you must see the importance of affirming the truth and strongly denying falsehood. Don't be foolish, listen to the teachings of Jesus. If you have questions you can ask Randy by contacting him on Twitter at Randy and Bell or online at narrowroadunderground.klptv.com.